Psalm 119, verse 11 says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Think This Way. My name is Bryce Beal. I'm a pastor and elder of Faith Bible Church, and I have Mike's house with me. Hey, back again. There's been such a, a outcry that people want you back on here, and we're so, just responding to the people. Was it deliberate last week since it was on politics that I was not invited in for the conversation? I don't blame you 100%. No, I promise it was not, actually. <laughs> well, anyways, we're glad you're here, Mike. Thanks for being with us. Today, we're talking about something that impacts every Christian every single day. And these three months, we've been focused on the Bible. And so we want to attach the Bible to our fight against sin. So this episode is the Bible and temptation. So if I can begin with a question to those who know Christ, do you want to stop sinning? I think most every Christian does. If you heard that, you're thinking right now, that would be a wonderful thing. If you have a loose tongue and you say things and then you wish you hadn't said it, maybe it's angry outbursts that happen, or you just tend to gossip and you wish that you would stop doing that so that you'd be more pleasing to Christ in how you talk. Maybe on the other hand, you get angry and you blow up or you get angry and, like I tend to struggle with, you clam up, give someone the cold shoulder. Don't you wish you could just stop doing that? Maybe someone is addicted to pornography and they are, as a believer, longing to be done with that filthy sin. Or again, you're wrestling with anxiety, you're staying up at night thinking fearful thoughts about the future, about your life, about death, about the state of the country, about anything, and you're feeling an immense anxiety. Maybe it's interpersonal anxiety, social anxiety when you're interacting with others, never feel like you do that well enough. Whatever the sin is, do you want to stop doing it? Well, I've got good news. Before we get into how you can stop sinning, I just want to build up this sense that you already have as a Christian that you want to stop sinning. And the reason is because fighting your own sin or fighting temptation is really hard. It's like dieting. My wife and I have been on a bunch of different diets, not to lose weight, but for just health reasons. And they're so hard to stick with. And you really only stick with them if you really, really want to. Not if you want to a little bit. And similarly, you can stop sinning. You can fight your sin as a Christian but only if you really, really want to. So Mike, maybe you can help us here as we're trying to figure out why should we even want to and really, really want to fight temptation and kill our sin? What would be some good reasons that come to your mind, Mike, of why we should do that? That's good. You know, the number one reason I think of is just our communion with God. You know, when we give in to that temptation, we break our communion with God. God never breaks his communion with us. It's us that breaks that with God. And you know, we enter into a state where we're just, you know, we're not really benefiting anybody in the body of Christ, and we feel bad about ourselves, we feel bad about our relationship with others, and we isolate ourselves due to that. Absolutely. And I think every Christian resonates exactly with that feeling. When we've sinned, we come away feeling less useful to God. We feel like our relationship with God has been hindered in some way, so we want to stop. So if that's you, you want to stop sinning, and if you're a Christian, you do. You want to stop sinning. How does the Bible 
help you to stop sinning. Here is the one-sentence focus of this podcast. We always try to have one because these are very brief podcasts. Here it is. You can stop sinning or kill your sin by the Holy Spirit through faith with the Word of God. You can fight sin by the Holy Spirit through faith with the Word of God. That last piece is the one we're most interested in, but we have to start with the Holy Spirit and faith because these are essential to anyone trying to fight temptation or stop sinning. So if we took that just one piece at a time and started with the Holy Spirit, when you're trying to stop sinning on a day-to-day basis, your mind might not first go to the Holy Spirit. So that's why we have to say this. Scripture makes it really clear that for you to kill the sin that remains in you, you have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. There's no other way. Here's a passage that says this, Romans 8.13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. So if your whole life is characterized by sin, then there's eternal death. On the other hand, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. That is a simple description of the Christian life. It's you putting to death the deeds of the body. And notice this very, very important piece, which is repeated over and over throughout Romans 8, by the Spirit. That is there for a reason. And for any believer who has tried to put to death the deeds of the body without that phrase, without the help of the Spirit, by the flesh, by your own strength, by your own good intentions, you know it just doesn't work. It has to be by the Spirit. So what's interesting about Romans 8.13 is that John Owen, the old Puritan, he wrote an entire long, complex book on this one verse, because that's how they rolled back in the day. And it was called On the Mortification of Sin. And Mike, we were talking the other day, and you mentioned that you read this, although I think it's been... I was years. probably <laughs> I was probably 10 years old when you read it. But anyways, wondering your takeaways from this book. <laughs> I, you know, the number one thing I remember about that book, it's been a really long time since I read it, was the emphasis, though, on the Spirit. The whole point of the Spirit is what brings life and light and love into our lives. And when we try to do things apart from that, you know, we get self-focused and we cut ourselves off from that fellowship of God. Yeah, Owen even says at the beginning of that book that the reason he wrote that book, it was a series of lectures or sermons that he gave, but the reason he put it together in a book was because he had encountered other pastors or teachers teaching the Bible who gave counsel for how to fight sin, but he found that their counsel neglected the Holy Spirit. It was really just advice, like a self-help improvement type of a book Mm -hmm. or teaching. And he wanted to emphasize what the Bible emphasizes, which is you can overcome your sin, but it has to be by the Holy Spirit. So that's the first part. You can fight your sin by the Holy Spirit. Also, the way you fight your sin has to be through faith. It's not that you sit at home clenching your fists, trying with all your might to get your faith meter to increase. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. The reason faith matters is not because you're focused on yourself having such a great faith. It's because faith unites us to the power of the Holy Spirit, because faith unites us to God. So here's just one passage that's an example. 
Ephesians 3, 16, 17, Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, the second one that he gives in that book, he says he prays for them, quote, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I think in reading the Bible, Sometimes we're tempted to throw away phrases like that, through faith. Okay, in Christ, through faith, see it all the time. Those are immensely important. And Paul is praying for an inner strengthening for the Ephesians that's going to happen by the Holy Spirit. And another way to say that, what the consequence will be is that Christ is dwelling in their hearts, but it's going to happen through faith. So you fight sin by the Holy Spirit through faith, That will keep you from futile attempts to just white-knuckle it, if you will. But now that leads us into the main point here in this podcast. You fight your sin by the Holy Spirit through faith with the Word. The whole reason for this is if you really only can kill a sin that's in you by the power of the Holy Spirit operating in you, through faith, as you exercise faith, then it's really important to know what you're having faith in. Certainly faith in God, but it's the Bible that provides for us the whole object of our faith. It's what tells us where to put our foot. It's the rope that our faith holds onto for dear life. So we need the Bible to give us the object of our faith. If you want to stop sinning, in any of the ways given before, or in any way whatsoever, you need to know your Bible. There's no way around it. If you don't believe this, I want to provide the very best example of anyone who has ever resisted temptation, ever. And this is, in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus himself. And most people have read this passage and are aware that Jesus went out into the wilderness for 40 days. He was fasting and the devil came to him, offered him three consecutive temptations. And if you know the story, you know how Jesus famished 40 days in the wilderness, how he resists each of those three temptations of the devil There's a parallel. Each of them are the same because in each one, his resistance begins like this. It is written. And then he quotes the Old Testament. He quotes the Bible. So that should be convincing enough, I suppose, all by itself. For you to know that if you want to resist temptation, you need to know the Bible. You might not have to quote it exactly like Jesus did, but you can see that the perfect example of resisting temptation involves the Bible. Something to point out with that example is Jesus did not have big Torah scrolls with him in the wilderness. Each time he quotes the Old Testament, he's doing it from memory. That's just like what we saw in the verse we started with, Psalm 119.11. I have stored up your word in my heart. That means I've memorized it that I might not sin against you. That's what Jesus was doing. So in a very practical way, there you are looking at your temptation and sin, saying, I want to stop this. You need to know that the Spirit's going to be the one doing it in you, and you're going to be exercising faith. That's the main thing you're doing, and you're exercising faith in the Word of God. 
So when the devil tries to tempt Jesus, says, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the earth, all their glory, if you'll bow down and worship me. And Jesus responds from Deuteronomy and says, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Jesus in that moment is exercising faith in the command that's given, that he's quoting, that it's true, that he should worship the Lord his God only and serve him only. It's the exercise of that faith that protects him from that temptation. And it was something memorized, so there's an encouragement for believers to memorize practically. You know, find what sin you struggle with, what temptation is pretty regular for you, and find two or three verses that, are, that you can hang your faith on. And we'll give you some examples in a second of how we do that, but there's an encouragement. So the Bible in temptation, you can fight it by memorizing scripture, applying it in the moment of temptation. Also, in fighting sin, it's not just a matter of memorizing specific verses. Your ongoing study and meditation on God's Word is what protects you long-term. You can't just memorize a few verses and never touch the Bible again. You will fall into sin. But the Spirit is the one who inspired the Scriptures, and we honor Him and encourage His work in us by giving attention to the Scriptures He inspired, not just here and there, but regularly. I think everyone listening to this, if you're a believer, you know that if you spend time in God's Word, truly in it, and meditating on it, let's say you do that first thing in the morning, it's going to be a better day for you spiritually. I mean, it might be horrible circumstance-wise, and you might have a lot of temptations, but you're going to fight them so much better. Why is that? Well, it's not just reading the Bible that automatically protects you from sin, There are a lot of people, and you might know some, who know the Bible so, so well. I mean, academically and brilliantly, and they just sin a lot. There are unbelievers who know the Bible well. So I'd say on a practical level, if you want to fight sin with the Word, then aim in your private time of study for meditation. So first study the Word, try to understand what it means, but then you've got to take it over into meditation. I do that by printing out whatever text I'm studying, breaking it up into different lines, and then just looking one line at a time or one word at a time and just rolling it over and over in my mind, asking what does God want me to learn here? How can I apply this to myself? Whatever you need to do, and then turning it into prayer, whatever you need to do to meditate on the word till it sinks into you, that is, More than the study of the word by itself, it's the meditation on what you've studied. It's going to be like fumigating for pests in your house. You're doing that to get rid of pests, sending out a cloud of some kind of chemical or vapor or smoke or what have you to get the pests out. That's what meditation does in your mind. It drives out these temptations, replaces it with a spiritual mindedness. And the point of this podcast is... To do that, you've got to have the word in your mind. That's what your faith is grabbing onto. So I wanted to end here by just giving a couple practical examples. If you fight sin by the Holy Spirit through faith with the word, what does that actually look like? And Mike, I might throw this over to you first if you don't mind. Do you have an example of a sin that you fight or a temptation you fight and how you do that using the word? Sure. (laughs) If I'm honest, uh, probably three out of the five days of the week, I wake up in the morning completely anxious, thinking to myself, 
I cannot do this. I cannot go to work today. And then I use these three verses, like a mantra over and over again every morning. First one I think of is um, be anxious for nothing. And then I think of uh, no temptation that sees you, but that is common to man. And then I think of all things work for the good of those who love Jesus. And I know that God is only going to put things in my life that it caused me to grow. And then I end up, you know, I do my morning devotion. I get through it. I mean, I get through that feeling of anxiety, go to work, love those kids as a school teacher, and then very thankful I went. You know what I mean? But for some reason, the next day, here I am right back again. So, Good example that this is a, an everyday kind of fight. You don't just kick it and move on. And what a good example because we know that anxiety, which we all struggle with, we know it's we shouldn't. I mean, Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything. <laughs> That gets me every time about anything, (laughs) about anything. So there is the struggle. And then you have taken some specific passages of scripture. And what you're doing there is it's not just that, number one, you memorize them. Wow. I didn't even set you up for that. You you did that, you know, in accordance with this podcast. You memorize those passages. And number two, when you call them to mind, then you're meditating on them. And that's what's helping you to fight against anxiety. For myself, I suppose this is a similar one, but I was just thinking, what's something I struggle with that I fight with the word? I think fear, which is similar to anxiety. It could be there are nights where I lay awake afraid of death. Every once in a while, I don't know why. It's not always that way. Just sometimes the thought hits me and there's a fear there, which I know shouldn't be. I know that's sin and doubt. Or it's a fear of people disapproving of me or... um even a fear of God's disapproval. And something that's been helpful for me, I have, from the time we were dating, Michaela made a little canvas. It's a nice little canvas, got a picture of a little sheep on it. And it has Luke twelve thirty two on it. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And that is a passage that's been helpful to me in fear because literally it's telling me not to fear. And then it's giving me uh, how God views me, little flock. And then it's telling me a reason not to fear because God's pleased through Christ to give me the kingdom. Believers, you will go on fighting sin all of your life, be killing sin or it will be killing you, but it is not hopeless because by the Spirit, through faith, that is clinging to specific parts of the Word of God, you can put sin to death. Thank you again for listening to Think This Way. I'm Bryce Beal. I have Mike Schaus with me. Let's continue striving against sin while we are in the body. And may God help us all to think this way. Mm